0: Podcasting from the Vegas Video Network studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Awkward Silence 2.1. And now, our favorite host in this particular time spot, it's Brandon Gooch Hahn. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, how you doing? I'm Brandon Gooch Hahn, and welcome to Awkward Silence 2.1 right here on the Vegas Video Network. You want to get a hold of us? Give us a buzz. 866 966. Oh, which one are we doing? 866 966 4599. 866 966 4599. We have an email set up awkward at Vegas Video Network.com, Awkward at Vegas Video Network.com. And we also have live chat. Let's say you want to be there. You go. That made me moist. That made me moist. Let's say you want to be a part of the show. You want to ask a question to our guests who will be appearing momentarily. Live chat, VegasVideonetwork.com forward slash live. And let's just say you want to see replays of the show. Don't worry about it. VegasVideonetwork.com, Roku, YouTube, and iTunes. You can catch replays of the shows on all those channels. Now, since we got that out of the way, I think it's time for the seamless segue to camera number two. Ooh, Damn. I don't want to brag, but... Mm. So let's talk about the news. Lindsay Lohan has finally agreed to do a photo shoot for Playboy magazine. And I am shocked. Not that it's a Playboy, the fact that it's not Hustler. I thought she'd be peed on by now. Boy, how the mighty have fallen. You know, this is a, just a, yet another disturbing trend that Playboy has been taking. They just keep getting these girls while they're way out of their prime. I mean, uh, who do we have? Uh, T- uh, Tiffany, uh, not Tiffany, Tara Reed, Tiffany, uh, D- Denise Richards. Who are they going to get next? Betty White? Brittany Murphy? Let's get with it, Hugh. And a new study has come out to reveal that there are women out there that actually have premature orgasms. And allow me to speak on behalf of men everywhere when I say there is no such thing as a female premature orgasm. Ladies, I appreciate you trying to put yourself in a man's shoes, but you can never understand the embarrassment that comes with a premature orgasm. That's like me saying that I understand what it's like to give birth to a child because I made a really big dump one time, seriously. What happens when a female has a premature orgasm? She lets out a moan. Her legs shake. The guy feels like he accomplished something. But most importantly, you get to keep on banging. What happens when a guy has a premature orgasm? The banging comes to an abrupt end because you can't stab somebody with a piece of string cheese. It's just sad. And then there's an awkward silence, namesake of the show. And there's also an apology. Uh, I'm sorry. um, This doesn't usually happen. Uh, You know... um, You want to watch a movie? Uh, i got Kung Fu Panda 2 on Blu-ray. And finally, Steven Tyler had to cancel a concert in Paraguay this week because he took a nasty spill in his hotel room. And I don't know if you've seen these pictures, but can we get that picture, Jacob? Boom! Oh my God! I really don't even have a joke for it! Look at that! Okay, this just in, Uh, Steven Tyler has now agreed to do a photo shoot for Playboy. (laughs) Walk that way. And it's Halloween here in Las Vegas, and there's so many parties to choose from. And who better to cover the action than our own party aficionado, Courtney Leone. Hey, Court.
2: Hi, Peggy. Gooch, it's Halloween. You know what that means. It's roughly translated by most girls to say, fuck you, Dad.
1: Uh, Obviously, you're referring to the girls that wear revealing clothing.
2: Yeah, revealing clothing. That's a bit of an understatement. Ladies, I can see your clitoris. That is plural for multiple clitorises for those of you out there in TV land, internet land. What are we we calling this?
1: To be honest with you, I'm not even sure. I don't know.
2: Well, ladies, look, if you don't want to gain attention and respect by getting an education or having a personality, and if you're not afraid to show your twat, go on down to the Paris. Your girl Wow from the Jersey Shore is going to be singing your slut anthem.
1: The word twat is funny.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what?
1: If there were going to be a slut anthem, what would it be, Court?
2: Oh, okay. I do have something prepared. <clears throat> oh, say can you see how many of my uncle's fingers can fit inside of me? I can keep going if you want.
1: Mmm, made me cringe a little bit. But what about the girls that actually have family values, you know, the girls that embrace the opposite of the Halloween spirit?
2: Well, you can always go down to the Nevada Day celebration at the good old Mormon Ford on Saturday.
1: Mmm, that sounds like a delight. What's that like?
2: Yeah, it's great if you like face painting, sugar-free candy, um, sharing your man with three other women who happen to be 15 years old and calling it sisterhood.
1: Well, at least it's not Jay Wow's party.
2: Yeah. Well, you know what? It doesn't leave me with many options here. So I can either dress like a whore version of Pocahontas and be made airtight by the Tin Man, Beetlejuice, and Jesus, or I could spend my Halloween doing laundry for a family of sixteen because it's not my night with the Mister.
1: Wow, well, sounds like you have some decisions to make.
2: <laughs> What's a girl to do?
1: Courtney Leote
2: everyone. This would be so much easier if I had low self-esteem. Thanks a lot for being there for me, Dad. Hi, Chris.
1: Let's pass the mic. Uh, Pass the mic. This is the portion of the show where you, the viewer, gets to ask me, the host, a question at awkward at VegasVideonetwork.com. Awkward at VegasVideonetwork.com. Shoot us an email. Scott, what's up? Uh, Two questions. First one from Bill. Bill wants
0: to know, what comedy scene would you rather be a part of, New York or L.A.? Mm.
1: All right. I would like to be a part of the New York comedy scene just because you could grab a mic anywhere and you can, and and it's New York, but, oh, the people, there's just so many people there. And then you have L.A. L.A.'s got some great comics, but the fakeness of it, to be honest with you, I I couldn't even tell. Just give me a handful of sleeping pills and a pint of tequila.
0: (laughs) And... From Carl, Carl wants to know, have you ever seen a comedian who was so bad you gave him advice to quit? Yes.
1: <laughs> How did I know our guest, Daryl Wright, would say yes? I'm going to tell you, though, this is the thing. This is, I actually heard this from uh, Doug Stanhope. There was a comedian uh, by the name of out here in town, and he asked Doug Stanhope you know, for advice. And Doug Stanhope flat out said, he goes, look, if I would have saw Dane Cook do some jokes, I would have said, stop. Don't do it anymore. He goes, but then the guy went on to be a millionaire, so what the hell do I know? So that's pretty much the same, same advice that I take. But then again, I'm not as forward as Daryl Wright, our host. We'll be talking with Daryl Wright in just a little bit, but now let's take a station ID.
0: Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong.
1: And let's te- speak to our headliner. He's a very good friend of mine, and to be totally honest with you, he's one of the only comics that I come out on a consistent basis to see. He's actually gonna be down at the Improv tonight through Sunday, 8.30 and 10.30 are your times. and he just released his brand new comedy CD, which is on George Carlin's old album company, Wildly Inappropriate, Mr. Daryl Wright, everyone.
3: Hello! Hi, what's up, man? What's up, Gooch? First of all, for all of y'all at home, Don't ever invite Gooch to a party where he says he's going to bring the liquor. All right. (laughs) I was supposed to have some vodka here, but they got vodka and nothing to cut it with. It's like having cocaine and no knife. It's just like, dog, what the fuck is going on here? So Gooch is that type of nigga. Well. I'll bring the condom. But I won't bring no bitches or, or, or vice versa. It's, that's him. So you, know, you bring the comm, I'll bring the
1: roofies next time. That's how we're rocking.
3: No, because I can't trust you. Where's my vodka, man? Well, I, I got a beer. I don't even like IPA. Like, what type of gay shit is this? What? what? It's alcohol. There you Thank go. Thank you, See? Scott. Thank you, Scott. See,
1: there you go. Yeah, See? Yeah, for real. So, never mind. So, I don't know if they could just tell in the first 15 seconds or not, but uh, <laughs> the term I don't give a fuck is used by many comics, but few comics live it. Like Daryl Wright. Is that correct? I mean, wouldn't you no, say. I
3: give a fuck, but I just don't How much?
1: How much? On a percentage basis. Thank
3: you, Scott. Oh, wait a minute. No, no,
1: no, no. You just said we had the vodka. But no, we don't
3: have to cut it with. Well, what is it. that? Drink it. A, I can't look like an alcoholic drink br- it. No, well, Are you kidding just-
1: me? It's, uh, it's a little past noon and you got a beer in your hand. Hello. I you got, know what uh, I mean? You already look, 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 like look
3: like a raging it. alcoholic. The people from the Harris Improv that hired me are watching this fucking show right now.
0: <laughs> and you're a bitch because you don't have vodka.
1: Oh, Jesus <laughs> First off, okay. This is the thing. You're like, oh, they're watching me. They're not following you on Twitter. 11 a.m. Vodka time. Yeah, right. Give me a break. Yeah. You hey, so like,
3: <laughs> know what's funny? I had somebody come to a show and they're like, that's a really good gimmick you have. Yeah. Like, if you call drinking at 11:30 in the morning a gimmick, <laughs> yeah, exactly. hey, I'm all for it, dog. <laughs>
1: it's called drinking myself and happy I as a gimmick.
3: <laughs> I don't even live in Vegas, that's the funny part, I live in LA and I heard that question and I'm like, I started comedy in Texas and then I moved to, to New York because one of the best comics in the world, uh, I had worked with, uh, a friend of mine had had, had worked with, with Joe Rogan back in the day and Joe, what's up man, Joe was like, I, I got so much help from people even though I would tell any comic don't choose my path right, of right. comedy because it's like, I'm a jackass. I'm an asshole. The only thing that I take seriously is being funny. It's like everything else is gray matter. Like, Well, you know, one,
1: one interesting conversation you and I had is you were talking about how you were doing what everybody else was doing until you met a friend. Yes. Who really yes. started talking yes. about some deep uh, stuff. It's
3: a comic. Um, it's a comic. And you were around when I found out what happened last time I was in Vegas. It's a comic. He passed away. His name is Mike DiStefano. Um, He was on Last Comic Standing last year, and he changed my comedy. I was a coon just like the rest of these niggas. White people can't dance, blah, blah, blah. And then one night I was in New York, and Mike was talking about his sickness. He had HIV, and uh, I was talking about me going to jail, and we were just sitting outside talking. And he just said to me, like, why don't you talk about this on stage? And Mm. I'm like, because it's not funny. And he's like that's your job to make it funny. Like, that's why you're a comic, make mm. it funny. And it's like a Matrix moment, it's the red or green pill. I mm. could have kept being a coon, or I could have actually put work into what I do, which mm. is make stuff that's not supposed to be funny, funny, because it's my life, Right. which kills me. People get offended by my life. You wasn't in jail, fucker, <laughs> like what the hell are you, mad? <laughs> I'm offended. You know what makes you really offended, having to take a shower in three and a half minutes Cause niggas dicks take that hard to get, take that long to get hard. That should <laughs> offend you, all right? This other shit is like I don't like. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, okay. oh, out. <laughs> How
1: can you be offended at my life? You know, that's what I'm saying. You don't even have enough time to tell if the water's cold or hot. You know a what a I mean? <laughs> I don't just, give a damn. Well, that's the thing, though, too. I mean, you were talking about things. For example. You'll go see Daryl tonight at the Improv, and he will flat out tell you about a joke. He made this funny. There was one time he shot a crackhead, <laughs> and he talks about it in his act. And that's what I'm saying. It's the realness of
3: it that I think draws me in. Y'all got to come see the Oh, show. Of course. Or, of Before course. get the CD. Yes, it's right there. Yeah, wildly inappropriate. Scott the man. <laughs> yeah. It's on <laughs> <laughs> Scott, You are the man, dog. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah, y'all can get the CD. And y'all so is the guy show. who got .com first. Fuck it. Somebody got my name. I think it's a podiatrist in South Carolina. And it's a white guy. It's a fucking white guy. So if I get famous, niggas are gonna think that I'm selling doctor shows and CDs or something, man. What the fuck? Was the a guy that shot a crackhead. Oh, I, you know, I do need some arch support. Yeah, it's like so you know, it's like I can run from the cops after I shoot the crackhead. So it's a circle of lights, remember?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we tied it all together. Yeah, we tied it all together. We already got a chat question. What's going on, Scott? Yeah, Daryl the Podiatrist says, bite me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clown, actually, Clown
0: Boy has a question. He says, uh, he, uh, ask him about his glasses. Your glasses? Him, glasses. About his
3: glasses? I'm not telling that story. <laughs> Somebody was at the show last night.
1: Oh, and Speaking of the show last night, we do a show, I do a show every uh, Thursday night. It's called, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? CUI, Comics Under the Influence. We do it every Thursday at the Bikini Bar. And uh, we have a cast of friends of us that do the show. Uh, my friend Booyah, Diaz Mackey, Scratch, Mike Simpson. Um, it, but last night, there was a gentleman named Ricky Byrne who showed up.
3: There was some let
1: me just explain the story. Let me just explain the story.
3: So Diaz niggerish, ignorant shit.
1: It is very ignorant. Very, very ignorant. Fucking ignorant. So Diaz walks in and he gives me a handshake with that hand, by the way, and then he gives Ricky Byrne the stink finger, like puts his finger underneath his nose, which is highly gross. So then Diaz feels like he got one over on him. And then Ricky Byrne puts his fingers. In the crack of his ass, and then he gets Diaz back with the stink finger, and then Diaz found out about it, and then all hell broke loose, and then Daryl so found out about this it. This
3: is the comedy that you have to look forward to. Every Thursday their finger in their ass. First of all, you know what? I don't normally comment on local comedy shit, but that is some niggerish ignorant shit. Because what happened was the one comic fingered this bitch that was so disgusting. Right. That's why he stink-fingered the first guy. But this bitch was so disgusting, I'm like, dog, do you have any self-esteem at all? That bitch looks like, I would not put my fingers in her because I want to play the piano again. Like, you know what, I, I figure if I put my fingers in this bitch, I'm gonna have to cut that shit off. It's, in, it's infection. <laughs> How am I gonna play Mozart with eight fingers? Fucking with this bitch, i will be—I'll never be able to play the play the theme song to the Peanuts <laughs> again, like, because I don't got those fingers, I have no idea what that bitch's coochie smell like. <laughs> and then she's gonna, and then he stink fingered the dude, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna stick my finger in my ass and stink finger him," and I'm like. First of all, that's not the first time you stuck a finger in your ass, because it came to you too quickly. <laughs> right. No thought went part. into right. it
1: whatsoever.
3: I know what I'll do. I'll stick a finger in my ass. Like, that's not the first thought that's supposed to come to your mind. That should be
1: at least a plan Q, is what right. you're saying. It's like, yeah. okay,
3: what can I stick my finger in to get back at him? I'll do some pickles. I'll do a gas tank. I'll fucking... You don't yeah. just go to straight <laughs> to stick a finger in your ass. So... It was just, dog, it was just surreal to me. I'm like, that is Welcome cock- to Vegas. I'm, that was some cockroach <laughs> shit there, man. Like, you got to be joking.
1: Well, speaking of, uh, speaking of just different scenes, you actually did both. You're actually Because you're in L.A. right now, and you started okay. in New York.
3: I started in uh, Texas. Oh, you start, okay, started in Texas, then I but you moved to New York, and right. then you came to Los right. Angeles. That's where I met Mike, and that's what changed my comedy. He was mm-hmm. like, man, just do it. Just, just say shit. It's like, you know what? Everybody didn't like Jesus. There's going to be people that hate me. Mm-hmm. I damn near got a standing ovation at the improv the other night, but a quarter of the crowd still hated me. Mm-hmm. Like they killed Jesus. What the fuck do I, I don't expect people to like what right. I say. I expect some people to be mad at me right now because I said "nigga." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I is don't that, care. But is that
1: part of that? But is that part of the appeal, though? The fact that's that you not do what appeal, you're an appeal, That's
3: my personality. But I that's am. what I'm
1: saying. But don't you think that's part of the appeal? The fact that you are doing what you want to do and you're not doing what anybody else wants you to do.
3: I can't judge that, man. Mm-hmm. I can't judge, I can't judge what somebody else has envisioned for, for me. It's my mm-hmm. life, man. Right. I gotta live this thing, dog. Right. I can't like and I've been I've been blessed, like y'all said, my album is out. Like I've been blessed with the management I have, because they give me this freedom, because my managers, uh, I got one manager, Jerry Hamza, who was George Carlin's manager for 30 years. I got another manager, Rocco Urbizi, who worked with Pryor. Mm-hmm. So it's like these guys don't get into any of the artistic shit. They're like, dog, we've dealt with these two guys. Mm-hmm. Say what you're going to say. Like, I'm, like, dog, I'm the only artist other than George Carlin on George Carlin's label, Eardrum Records. And hi, Kelly Carlin, God, God bless her. She, she, she gave me a, I mean, it's just, dog, you can play by everybody else's rules. And you can be that puppet. And you can let somebody say, hey, you need to be the cunt comic, or you you need to be the fat comic. But guess what? As soon as they're done with you, you're gone. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if so if you're going to kick me to the curb, you're going to kick me to the curb. Right. You aren't going to kick an image that i created mm. to make you feel better. Like, right. fuck that shit, dog. Right. That's why all this goofy shit is on Comedy Central now. It's like, dog, you name me one Comedy Central special that you've seen, right, that you couldn't fucking re. Re- replace the guy that said the jokes with anybody else. You haven't seen one, right? Because it's nobody be- really has a personality. It's no, all because they cutter. don't want you to have a personality because then you have power. Right. Because your fans are your fans. You can't just take my fans and transfer them to someone else. Mm-hmm. And me and you have had this conversation. Right. I want to be the type of comic. Whereas though, if you pay to see Daryl Wright, and I don't show up, and they try to put some other coon up there, you're pissed off. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Most comics, if that guy doesn't show up and you put somebody else up, it's fine, right. big deal. Right. But it's dudes like my, like, and, and you know my favorite comics, like Ron White, mm-hmm. Lewis Black, Robin Harris, rest in peace. Jim Jeffries is, is at yeah. the Palms tonight. Jim is my boy. No, it's dudes like that. If you paid to see them motherfuckers and you throw up some coon from a Comedy Central roast, niggas is upset. Right. Because it's like, I didn't pay for this shit. I wanted Jim, or I wanted Ron, or I wanted Lewis. What the fuck is this? Right, right. So it's like, the road that I've traveled, that's why I would tell any comedian, it's not the best road to take, but I love it.
1: Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's working for you. Everybody's got a different road. Right. That's what you're saying. we got another
3: uh, chat question. What's happening, Scott?
0: Yeah, they want to know if uh, it was Daryl on Hell Date. Have you ever done any
3: other kind of TV? Some comic is hitting me up. Some comic is hitting me up because they've heard my act. Leave it for the people, but this is a good story. If anybody knows what Hell Date is on BET, I got kicked off a of Hell Date. Because, <laughs> okay, it's a cross between punk and blind date. Right. And I'm not an actor. Y'all right. know that, right? So what happened was, if you've ever seen the show, it's a midget that runs out. It's like, it's supposed to be the worst blind date of your, your mm-hmm. life. And then a midget runs out, and they're like, hi, you're on Hell Date. Actually, it's a midget, and it's Halloween, dressed like the devil. Since this is Halloween, that fits in really well. It's a midget dressed like the devil with the pitchfork and all, a midget. Runs out, here you're on. actually it's a nigga midget dressed like the devil that runs out with a pitchfork. Now, I'm not an actor. This could I'm be the most as, like offensive show that we have ever done. What are you talking about? And I just it's love a, it. It's a, it's a, this is a true story. Right. It's a nigga midget that runs out right? Just... he has a pitchfork. Now, I'm not an actor and I and I'm What if have, that
1: little dude's watching the show right now go, well,
3: fuck this fool? If he's watching the show, he knows he was there. Am I lying? <laughs> it's not like I'm making this motherfucker up or something, man. I think we have to title
1: the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we got a new show right here on Vegas Video Network.
3: <laughs> so I must have missed the sides you know how you get the script I must not have read the script because I didn't know it was a nigga midget runner because when this nigga midget runs out (laughs) I was in shock because first of all I didn't even know that they made midgets in nigga right (laughs) and then he runs out and so I'm on the camera and I'm like oh shit it's a fucking midget (laughs) and they're like cut (laughs) (laughs) no right and they're like and they're like, you got to act like the midget ain't there. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Right, right. It's a nigga midget dressed like the devil. And I'm a drunk. I'm thinking he's coming for my soul. I don't know that <laughs> this is part of the fucking show. So, <laughs> so needless to say, that's why you haven't seen me on BET. Yes,
1: and that's a wrap. But you could catch Daryl hosting his brand new show, Nigga Midget, right here on the Vegas Video Network. No, that happened. That,
3: no, that happened. That's why I'm like, it's a comic that knows that story. And hit me up. <laughs> Are there any real questions, man? Like, let me have a question from somebody who's like, I'm pissed off at you because you're an asshole. No, but um, what, what have I Have you about, ever had something like that happen? That's where the title of the album came from. Right. Wildly inappropriate. So somebody came up to you and actually yeah, said that to you. Yeah, it was a white lady, right? After the show. And she walked Which is up. upsetting. No, but listen, I'm, I've, I've never heard that term. Uh-huh. So when she said I was wildly inappropriate, it took me a second. I was like, wait a second. That's not a compliment, is it? And uh-huh. she's like, no. I'm like, that's cool as hell. Right. White people know how to cuss each other out yeah. in a nice way. <laughs> and I'm like, that's going to be the title of my album. That, that's where it came from. Because right. it wasn't a compliment, but I had never heard that term. Right. So I was like, that's cool as shit. Well, the one thing that I... Uh,
1: one thing that I like about your style is you've, you've even come right out and you said that you have walked people in your act. But then at the same time, the more it seems like if you walk a couple of people in your act, then the more people that come up to you and say, we loved it, and then they show up the well, next Well, I'm
3: not... Is it, is I don't it, do it... Pr- like, this is what I hate. I hate... Because you're not comics. trying to be... I'm not trying. You're not trying I, to be I, wildly I comi- inappropriate. I hate comics that'll get up there and say some shit just to... They have a game. Okay, plus... First of all, I got some comic friends of mine that are coming in town. We got Mara Merrick there from the Comedy Store. She's cool as hell. What's up, sweetheart? Thank you for coming. Uh, Got a friend of mine named Lloyd Collins that's coming into town. It's all comics that I'm working with, not to have my style, just to work with, because what I've learned is comics that are older, like what Mike DiStefano did for me, it's not many comics that would do that for, for, for someone, because they would rather have younger comics that are coming up just flounder around, right? Because everybody's selfish, but I'm selfish too. But I'm selfish differently. I want everybody to be funny as shit, because that mm-hmm. keeps me on top of my game. If right. I'm if I'm constantly surrounded by scrubs, I'ma wind up being a scrub. Mm-hmm. I want everybody that I come in contact with to get funny as shit. That was one thing I wanted to tell you
1: too. Is um, as a comic, you know, you're not afraid to come up to somebody. You've done it to me. You've done it to other comics, and said, you know, good job. And not really gave them advice, but just said, you know, but you, but you encourage them. Do you think, and then I've also seen a lot of comics out there that were all right, and i walk up to them and say, yeah, good job, yeah, thanks. And they just keep on walking. Fuck them. Well, that's what I'm trying it's to say. But things. what I'm saying, but what the point that I'm trying to make is that because uh, I, I personally find the comics that are the most at peace with themselves are the ones that are always going to be the most helpful.
3: Look, I love a good show. I'm, I'm a comedy fan still. I'm a comedy fan. I love a good show. Like me and Mara did a show in San Diego with another comic who's not here. And they've been working on their act and working on their act. And we did a show in San Diego and they were opening for me. And it was an awesome show. I loved being a part of the show that Mm -hmm. I was on. Why would I want to book Scrubs to open for me to make me shine? I'm arrogant. I'm going to shine regardless. Mm -hmm. But I want the show as a whole that people enjoy it. I'm almost to, to the point now, which I'm not, but I would love for one day, which I don't, someone to not think that I'm the funniest person on the show. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many comments do you see come in, into this town and bring some scrub with them so they can shine? A lot. Exactly. So A they lot. can shine. Because it's their, it's, their, it's their self-consciousness that they know that they suck. Mm-hmm. The
1: so my like, whole thing is—it's like it's like it'd be like Dwayne Wade playing in the WNBA. Yeah, it's
3: you know like, dog, I mean? you know that you suck. That's why you bring your son. That's why you bring your motherfucking DJ and let him do comedy. That's why you bring these niggas because you know that you're a scrub. You can't make it in the in the jungle no more. But this is the beautiful thing about comedy because I can sit here and talk shit to you all day, but it's a microphone right there, dog. Can nobody tell you shit? It's a microphone right there. Mm-hmm. And if you think that you are what you say you are, there's the microphone, Playboy. Right. It's very simple. That's what that's what people love about competition. That's why people love sports. It's a basketball court right there. Mm-hmm. If you are what you say you are, there's a basketball court. There's a tennis court. But you don't come there's across as but
1: you don't come across as competitive to me. I mean it's like cause
3: I'm competitive <laughs> in a way because this is an individualistic thing. Right. But as a team as, as as a team of comedians we have to create an environment that what we do is special mm-hmm. because it's gotten to the point where people won't go see comedy cuz they think that they can do it i remember somebody gave somebody told me point. somebody told me something one one time if you take two phrases and change a couple words in them it makes it completely different mm-hmm. i remember when i saw robin harris do his do his HBO special. I was like, how does he do that? Now, I watch Comedy Central, and I hear people come out and say, I can do that. It's the same phrase, but it's two Mm -hmm. different words. Mm -hmm. If you think that you can do it, why am I going to pay $20 to see you do something that I think that I can do? Mm -hmm. But if I'm looking at a comic, and I'm like, how the fuck does he do that? I got to pay to see him do that. That's why we all watch the NFL. Because we can't take a hit from a 290-pound <laughs> nigga watching four or five. That's Good why we pay point. for that.
1: You exactly. You go out there and bust your ass. Thank you. Thank That's you. why we
3: watch. But if us as comics don't form a family of sorts, not to say all of us kids, but just mm. root for each other to get funnier so that the art is something that people res- respect once right. more, what the fuck was Charlie Sheen trying, trying to do comedy for? Right, right.
1: Exactly, cuz he thought it looked easy. Right. I could go out there and tell my stories. Because people are laughing at other people here. People are laughing people are at laughing my at stories th- coming
3: from other people's
1: mouths. Right. I can go do this shit no, it's, and he failed. And
3: it's beyond that. It's beyond that. It's because he saw comics that he thought he was funnier mm-hmm. than. But back when Richard and George Eddie Carlin. Murphy and George Carlin and Sam Kennison was at the comedy store if if this was the same time in comedy, Charlie Sheen would have went to the comedy store and sat his ass down. Right. Cuz he cuz he would look at that stage and say, "You know what? I can't do that." Well, but right now it's like it's like the Wild West. Everybody thinks that they're a fucking comic. Yeah, everybody thinks they are going But You know singer. what? I have no knock on their hustle. Just don't put them on stage with me cuz I I I don't even got to talk about them. Yeah. Cuz I cuz what you do when you're on stage doesn't matter to me. That's that's gray matter. Mm-hmm. But if you want your feelings hurt, be on the same show <laughs> with me. Cause I don't even gotta talk about you and I will show you why you need to stick to fucking acting, which is not a problem. I right. don't act. That's why I don't act, because right. I have no passion for it. Right. Stay out of my shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying?
1: It is what it is. Well, I appreciate you stopping by, Daryl Wright. One more time, Daryl Wright's gonna be down at the improv tonight through Did I Sunday. Sound better? You s- no, no, you didn't. You sounded happy, and I think you really made a family atmosphere right here at the <laughs> <Vegas Video> Network.com. <laughs> <laughs>
0: DarylWright.org.
3: Did I, did I sound bitter, Scott?
1: DarylWright.org. You
0: know, I've seen a lot of comedians, and you're probably the, the most, the lightest, brightest comedian we oh. have had here. Very friendly. Very it's a, to have
3: dinner with you, It's the cocoa butter that Gooch gave me that makes exactly. it. Exactly. It I
1: want him to smell you know good, it and I want him to be moisturized.
3: Vodka <laughs> what it is. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Mm, right. Breakfast. Hey, for all of you comics out there, stop by. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop by the Vegas Video Network, and fucking Scott will give you a bottle, a commemorative bottle of vodka. With no orange juice. Is this rice? Yeah. Is this rice? Rice vodka.
1: Have a little drink.
3: Bro. Do I look Asian to you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Darrell Wright. One more time we'll be at the improv tonight through Sunday, 8.30 and 10.30 are your show times. And don't forget to get his comedy CD wildly inappropriate. You get it on iTunes Everywhere. Just and go plus to website, on his website. Download it. Daryl, thank you very much Dude, for stopping by, brother. Appreciate it. We'll be seeing you next week at 1 o'clock, Awkward Silence 2.1 on the VegasVideoNetwork.com. And don't forget, you can catch the replay of this show on VegasVideoNetwork.com, Roku, iTunes, and YouTube. Can I We'll see you more next week. Thing? One more thing.
3: You out of your fucking way. <laughs> uh, and by the way, if y'all see Courtney out at the Mormon place, give her a drink. If y'all see Courtney out at Jay Wild Shit, Hit her with a bottle and take her the fuck out of there. Because she's better than than that, all right? Good night, guys. (laughs) See you guys later.